Welcome to Between the Bylines, a weekly podcast from the Boston University News Service, where we unpack must-read stories from the past week through the lens of student journalism. Hear how the story was made from the writers and editors who made it. Hi, it's Thursday, January 31st, 2019. I'm Sophie Will, the managing editor. And I'm Abigail Freeman, the assistant managing editor. Thanks for tuning in to our first podcast. We are Boston University News Service, or as we like to call it, BUNS, which is an online multimedia publication that promotes student-driven journalism with the support of the BU Journalism Department. And because school just started up again for the spring semester, we'd just like to give you a teaser of what you can expect from us every week. Um, Our must-read this week is Who Will Write Our History? Holocaust Remembrance Day Grapples with Survivor Deaths by Hannah Edelman. So... International Holocaust Remembrance Day was this past Sunday, the 27th of January, and the writer, Hannah, reached out to me and said, I'm already at this event. Can I write this for you? And I said, of course. We love having our writers do that. So this really great piece came out of it. Um, It was the commemoration celebration on the 74th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz, where Holocaust survivor Israel Arbeiter, who is 93 years old now, um, came to visit BU to talk with students about Holocaust remembrance and the future of it. Yeah. um, What really struck me about the story is the fact that soon there will be no living Holocaust survivors and just the question about how can we keep audiences interested in the significance of the Holocaust. Um, And I understand that you study genocide. Correct. I do. I do. So I'm a journalism major, but my minor is Holocaust, Genocide, and Human Rights, which is a new and exclusive minor here at BU. And I love it. I love talking about how we can remember the Holocaust and genocide in the best ways possible. And I think what I loved about this article is how she used what the crowd was doing and how the crowd was responding to this Holocaust survivor, because nowadays it's really hard to find an actual living Holocaust survivor who can give you these inside details. So it, for me, it really was thought provoking to think about what are we going to do when all the Holocaust survivors are gone and how are we going to continue to tell their story? Right. And how, you know, how everything is documented nowadays, it's all being digitized. It's all online. And it certainly is not the same as having a living and breathing person in front of you who went through all of that. Um, So what do you think about, you know, the fact that everything is going online and our role as journalists in kind of preserving history and bringing it back, especially on anniversaries like the liberation of Auschwitz um, and just, you know, anniversaries of historic events in general. Right. It's so hard. And I think in this digital age, age, we fail to realize how important face-to-face conversation is. And having this primary source is so valuable. So I think as journalists, I mean, you go to J school, you learn journalism as a historian. Mm -hmm. Learn that you are here to document history, to tell history in the best way possible, in the most truthful way possible. And it's interesting now in the digital age, age because we have all of these tools available to us that we can preserve this history. Um, but at the same time, I feel like we're getting a little detached from yes. the source itself. So I think finding a way that we can reconcile a face-to-face conversation with our journalism is really valuable and a way that we can do that in a multimedia way. Definitely. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, 
I think, you know, visuals are very important when it comes especially to multimedia journalism now. Um, and it isn't ever, I think, going to be the same experience as talking to someone in person. So it's really our responsibility as journalists to make, I guess, our stories as experiential as possible and really make our readers feel as if they are there um, experiencing what we're reporting on. And I think one of my goals as the assistant managing editor of Buns this semester is to really push our writers and contributors and myself included um, to be really innovative with our storytelling and to make it very experiential and to, you know, give readers something that they will remember and therefore, you know, give them more interest in important events like these. And um, I really look forward to expanding our Boston coverage this semester and um, not only getting to know you know, other student groups on campus better that have things to contribute, but also what Boston's neighborhoods have to contribute and really mm -hmm. getting into the areas that aren't covered as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm excited for us to hold our team accountable to do that this semester. Yeah, absolutely. Journalism is all about giving voice to the voiceless and making sure that people's perspectives, people's lives are preserved for generations to come. So that's all we have for this week. We're really thankful that you could tune in to Between the Bylines. Um, we wanted to let you know that BU News Service is available to submit to for any Boston University student. So if you'd like to come to our pitch meeting, it is today. Thursday, January 31st at 6.30 p.m. in COM 321. Our pitch meetings are every Thursday. If you'd like to attend, you can get a pitch, you can submit a pitch, and write a story for us so that we can continue to put out great stories like this one. Our email is bunewsservice at gmail.com. And until next week, this has been Between the Bylines.